welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. In the late 1970s, Joe Shield attended Bradbury Union High School and was the starting quarterback for the football team. The Shrine Maple Sugar Bowl pits the best high school seniors from Vermont against the best New Hampshire high school seniors. In 1980, Joe was chosen to play in the Shrine football game and led Vermont to victory against New Hampshire by throwing a 21-yard touchdown pass to put Vermont ahead in the waning moments of the game. After high school, Joe attended Massachusetts Worcester Academy, then enrolled at Trinity College in Connecticut. In the first quarter of the first game of Joe's freshman year, Trinity's starting quarterback was injured, and for the next four years, Joe was Trinity's quarterback. In those four years, he broke every quarterback record at the college and passed for over 6,000 yards. Joe Shield was chosen the 11th round of the NFL draft by the Green Bay Packers. He was on the roster for the Green Bay Packers during 1985 and 1986 seasons and played in three NFL games. In 2020, Joe spoke at his BUHS Athletic Hall of Fame induction ceremony of what the town of Brattleboro means to him. I vividly remember the tradition, the athletic excellence, and the roles athletics played in creating community and fostering relationships. The tremendous support I received from my parents, my extended family, and my teammates and friends. I love this town. I grew up here, and I love coming back to visit. I feel fortunate to have been able to take the lessons learned here and apply them. My overall experience here not only inspired me, but helped prepare me for life. As I reflect, I will start with early childhood, growing up on Laurel Street. It was in the shadow of the Harris Hill Ski Jump. The people in that neighborhood were some that I truly looked up to. Grady Vigno was around the corner, and on Cedar Street was Dave McGinn. Those two were larger than life, both literally and figuratively. On Spruce Street was the tremendous Galenis family. Older brother Jim and his training partners were Olympic winter endurance athletes. In the summer, athletes from southern Vermont trained on our roads. You could witness firsthand the intensity of their training their preparation, and the impression all of this had on me as a young kid. What I had exposure to and what I looked up to was very, very inspirational. Our family moved to Green Hill Parkway. That neighborhood is where the classic Sandlot Leagues began to form, not only with my siblings, but with neighbors and friends like Buddy Lalotte, Jamie Gillespie, Brian and Brad Fenn, and the Patno family. Hunter's Field, as we call it, was owned by the Hunter family, which was adjacent to our street, where we played all types of sports on a daily basis. Rain, snow, or shine, 365 days a year. This wasn't just for a season or two, but the better part of a decade. If you drive by there today, I think you can still see the base paths and the trampled down bases, home plate, pitcher's mound, and the outline of the football field. We all owe a debt of gratitude to the Hunter family for the use of their lawn for decades. In the winter, when we weren't playing football in the snow, we were skiing and ski racing at Hogback Mountain. What great memories of my formative years. We developed wide-ranging athletic skills across all sports every day, Sandlot style, during our middle school years. High school may have looked daunting at first, but then you appreciate the experiences, the coaching, and the molding. These were no longer neighborhood Sandlot games. Coaches Daryl Sawyer, Carl Tenney, Bill Holliday, Art Freeman, the list goes on. There was the continued presence at the high school of Andy Natowich and the beginning presence of Al Liberdoni in what was stress was excellence. High school was a time of learning and growth. These were coaches and people that were fully invested in our success in the field where they taught us to play smart, to be tough, to have resolve, and to play hard. But more importantly, they were life coaches. 
Although it was important to win, it was the way we prepared and played the game and handled the adversity that was most important to the coaches. Our teams were molded through reinforcement of hard work, resolve, setting lofty goals, perseverance, knowing how to handle adversity, and staying together as a team. Football and baseball are the ultimate team sports. There are many integral parts, and my teammates made it possible for me to succeed. We played hard for each other and played hard for the team. I'd be nothing without them. No matter the score, no matter the team record at the end of the season, one thing that was always consistent was how our teams prepared and conducted themselves. I believe that is an underlying and shared experience. We were all fortunate to be part of such a strong value system at BOHS. Our coaches were also teachers. Education was important. Community was stressed and athletic excellence was strived for always. The core values inherent at BOHS are respect, honor, community, personal growth, and challenge. Those were pillars or foundations for anyone and anything we hope to accomplish. And we were all fortunate to be a part of this and to draw on the experiences our entire lives. According to this college coach, Joe's not a rah-rah guy, but a leader because everyone knows he'll get the job done. He's a low-key humble guy, the kind of guy any family would be proud to have as a son. This week, Joe Shield will be inducted into the Vermont Principals Association Hall of Fame. We would like to thank Anna, Isabel, Tristan, Andrew, Jackson, Ethan, Noah, Logan, Mr. Rivers, and David for reading this week in Brattleboro history. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.